Welcome to Briefings in Brief, an unsponsored summary of a briefing we received from a vendor. We publish these when we think the briefing was especially interesting. And today's briefing summary is about startup Arali Networks, one of the most interesting startups I've chatted with in a while. Abhishek Singh, CEO and co-founder, gave me, Ethan Banks, and Drew Conray-Murray at Packet Pushers an overview of their approach to modern application security on March 31st, 2021. Now, to set up what Raleigh Networks does, we need to first discuss zero-trust network access. And I'm going to tell this story from my perspective, which might vary a bit from your take, as I think ZTNA means different things to different people, and it definitely means different things to different vendors, as vendors are going to define zero-trust in a way that just so happens to match a product that they want to sell you, which confuses it for the rest of us. So, from my perspective, and you are free to disagree, what is zero-trust? If you go on instinct, the term zero trust implies an infrastructure that doesn't allow any endpoint to talk to any other endpoint without a good reason. And if that's as far as your thinking goes, then zero trust feels like a network admission control where you do some endpoint profiling, you wrap it in a user context and develop a decent understanding of what that endpoint slash user likely is and then dump it into the appropriate group. And you've already got controls applied to that group, so off you go. Now, the problem with that approach is that no matter the profiling, that endpoint isn't actually known to you. A profile is like a stereotype. A stereotype might be accurate generally, but it's going to get a lot of details, possibly important details, wrong. Now, if you're with me so far, then maybe you think micro-segmentation is zero trust. The micro-segmentation approach relies less on stereotypes profiling and more on observation. What's on the wire between these two endpoints? Oh, I see this IP talking to this other IP and they're talking on these ports and that seems right. It's a web server talking to a database server. I'm seeing what I expect. A tool observes the network wire, builds a trial policy based on those observations. A human reviews the policy and tweaks it as needed and then the policy becomes active. Good traffic is allowed. Previously unseen traffic is assumed to be bad and dropped, and we do this granularly on a host-by-host basis, watching source and destination IPs and ports, and the enforcement might happen in a hypervisor switch, it might happen in a host individual firewall, and that's roughly micro-segmentation, and that sounds like it could be zero trust, right? All right, I'm going to argue that we've stereotyped again, we've just stereotyped at a more detailed level. We're assuming that the comms happening inside of the connections between those IPs and those ports is all legit. Oh, I get it, Ethan. You're saying there could be some malware on a host using a legit channel to do bad things. And so we can't actually trust that an IP and a port are enough to tell us what we need to know. Yeah, that's my point, or at least part of it, because there are, of course, lots of ways to combat malware. But what about how that malware gets installed on a host to begin with? Have you ever thought about a zero-trust posture for public-facing connections? What are you talking about, banks? We know the internet is full of bad actors, and of course we don't trust the internet. Yeah, but we kind of do in a lot of cases because we kind of have to. We have to open up port 443 to the internet at some point, right? But can we also open up port 443 to anyone, which we again, we need to do that, while maintaining a zero-trust posture, true zero-trust? Ah, banks, I know you're you're getting at like like IPS, right? Throwing an IPS in line. Maybe that's part of it. You know, we don't have time to discuss IDS, IPS, and their shortcomings. There are a bunch of those shortcomings. So, so you know, if you're having, if you're right along with me in this conversation, you're thinking about a traditional security approach, defense in depth, and all of that, right? 
We need to look way down deep into a transaction to truly know whether each component of the transaction is behaving legitimately. That, that's what I'm getting at here. Maybe the transactions are completely normal when you do that down deep look, but maybe there's a part of an otherwise good transaction that's bad. Maybe most transactions are 100% fine, but every once in a while, infrequently so as to escape notice, a bad actor tries something. Ah, now we're getting to it. Now we're getting down to zero trust. We don't trust IPs and ports. We don't trust that past good behavior implies present good behavior. We don't even trust that a process that's been running correctly right along was going to keep on running correctly. For environments with workloads that have short life cycles, we don't trust that scanning uh, images in a repo for vulnerabilities, that that's all we need to do to be secure. I mean, that that's important, but that's not the only thing we'd need to do, right? We don't assume that the DevOps team nailed down appropriate security groups in the cloud, and so we've got nothing to worry about. We don't hope that our sidecar proxies are giving us all the observability we could want, and so obviously we'll be able to spot the bad things happening right under our noses. No, zero trust takes every transaction created by every process, analyzes it, and determines if it is trustworthy. This isn't allowing two endpoints or even two daemons to talk to each other. It's further analyzing what each process is saying and determining if each thing a process says is appropriate. And you're going, but encryption, banks, right? We can't see what the endpoints are talking about, right? You can't if you're looking at packets on a wire, but you can if you're hooked into the Linux kernel with eBPF. And that's what Arali Networks is doing. Remember we started the podcast talking about them? Yeah. Arali implements true zero trust by observing communications process to process. We're, we're way above the network stack here and they do it via eBPF. That observation is happening out of band. And so Arali is not even in the packet stream. Arali is not a proxy and they're not copying from kernel space to user space and back. So there's essentially no performance degradation. What Arali is doing here is they are building a zero trust security policy that's deeply transaction aware. You can see the policy it builds via an intuitive UI. It's going to show you endpoints and arrows. Well, what do we mean by endpoint here? In this case, an endpoint is a process running on a container or a host. Arali hooks into Kubernetes if you want as an additive CNI provider via one YAML file if you like, although you don't have to have Kate to use Arali. With or without Kate's, Arali is going to show you the full context of the endpoint, the direction the communication is flowing, and a similar endpoint description on the other side. That endpoint description, it's a visual representation of how the endpoints are communicating, again, at that process level. So, so IPs and ports are part of that, but IPs and ports are just metadata of a much more robust comprehension of what is happening between those two endpoints, the processes and the details and so on. With this UI to guide you, you then can review, tweak the security policy, and then when you're ready, you make it active. If Arali needs to enforce the policy, because that's you got to break the connection because something bad is happening, only then is it going to step into the data stream to drop packets. Now, this UI, I've told you about boxes and arrows, endpoints, directions, processes, what's happening here in this UI. I'll tell you, the more you get into this UI, um, the, the more features and functionality were in there. Abhishek kept showing us all these different interesting things and he'd be like, oh, check this. And he'd go over there and show the things like, whoa, that's cool. So there's a history feature. You can see all of the conversations between endpoints over time. 
and you can drill into the conversation to see not just that like a, a, a curl or W get was run, but the full command, everything that was there. Because again, we're way above the network stack here. We're looking at what's happening at a process level. So if this is all interesting to you, um, it sounds kind of fancy. And so you're thinking this is, this has got to be expensive, right? Um, you know, I don't know what their licensing model is ultimately, but I do know that they operate freemium. So you can try the approach to zero trust security without spending money, at least to get started. And there is a lot more to the solution that I was able to fit into this short briefing overview in my ranting about zero trust. There's a lot more to the solution, actually. If you're doing modern application deployment, cloud native, ephemeral workloads, elastic demand, container repos, pipelines, that sort of a world is where you're at. I think you're going to find a Raleigh security approach would fit right in and possibly replace other security tools you've got, simplifying your overall approach and improving your security posture. Arali Networks is worth getting on your proof of concept list. At AraliNetworks.com, they've got use cases, a fact, and more to help you understand their security approach more deeply. They, they, there's not a ton of lit there, but they're giving you enough so you can kind of understand where they're coming from and the sorts of problems they're trying to solve for you. And then, of course, a freemium model, right? So you can go get the Orali Networks Community Edition and then start working with it and see if it's working for you. If you do ping Orali at some point, please tell them that you heard about them on the Packet Pushers Podcast Network. And that, for today, was Briefings in Brief. You can follow this and all of our fine podcasts designed for your professional career development on Twitter at Packet Pushers or via RSS at packetpushers.net slash subscribe.